Hey, Happy Rant listeners, this is Barnabas Piper. The episode you're about to hear is a little different than our normal episodes because it is a combination of two of our Patreon episodes. So these are extra episodes we record weekly to release on Patreon.com, and that's for uh, listeners who support us financially. So you can support us for a dollar a month or any amount per month. At certain tiers, there are actually uh, you get free signed books from us. And so we just wanted to give you a chance to enjoy these episodes, but also to clue you in that that's a thing you can get in on. So again, go to patreon.com, search for Happy Rant. You can support us there. We release an episode per week. Uh, you know us well enough to know that it's not it's not every week, but the majority of weeks. And these are shorter episodes where we answer a single question, kind of riff on it for a little bit, and that's that. So you're going to hear two of these talking about how we're writing our Happy Rant book, and then Ronnie and I talking about uh, writing advice that we've received and writing process and some of those kinds of things. I also wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Dwell Bible. That's an audio Bible app. So if you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can check that out. Uh, Dwell has listening plans. They they uh, release plans for different seasons like Lent that we just came out of, like Advent, for uh, different needs. So if there's if there's uh, a need for encouragement or different kinds of things like that, they have features for studying, for memorization. They even have a sleep feature so you can go to sleep listening to Scripture much better than going to sleep watching Netflix or something like that. So again, go to dwellapp.io slash happyrant. They offer a special discount for our listeners. It's 10% off of the annual subscription or 33% off of the lifetime subscription. So under $100 and you get a lifetime subscription to dwell. They're constantly updating, adding narrators, adding plans, adding features. So it's not just a static thing. Again, dwellapp.io slash happyrant. Be sure to check that out. Now, please enjoy these two Patreon episodes. And if you would consider supporting us, we would be so appreciative. Thank you and dig in. Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Patreon-only podcast. A very special podcast made for very special people. Maybe the most important people mm, in our lives. Always. I mean, besides our wives and our parents. And but, each other. Uh, and each and other. We st- uh, one, hold on, I have a list. Wait, and wolves. Yeah, I mean. And wolves. Yeah. Um, and don't forget about trogues. But you take away all those people. And you have the Patreon supporters, which uh, is a select group of people that we're making this mm. podcast for. So what we do, here's the parameters. Yeah, can you explain um, it to me? Because I'm still in the dark. About sure. It. I'm joined here in studio in Destin um, by my good friends and my partners in uh, Patreon Radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And uh, what we do is we get one topic, which we talk about for 12 to 15 minutes. And we might go 40 on this one. Because whoa. This is exclusive content in a little different context. And we've got donuts. So mm. We've got donuts. We do We're donuts. in a very and nice beverages. condo. Um, mm. A very nice, very, very nice free condo. condo. Yeah. Guys, when you're... Thank you, Mary I Norris. <laughs> I don't want to flex, but like... When you know, you, flex a little right now. When you've reached a certain magnitude, stuff just kind of comes to you. It does. You know? I mean, it's like walking around in Destin. I sensed that people wanted to come up to us. They wanted to approach us. They were a little reticent. That's fine. Um, but nevertheless... 
stuff comes your way at this level. Have you guys found that to be true? Well, yeah, it's always the thing. Like, the, like you get to a certain level when you can afford everything, but then everybody then you just get gives stuff everything for free. For free right? Yeah. It's the cliche. Well, when we took our leisurely <laughs> stroll on the beach after our luxurious dinner, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that there was a couple people who walked by and they just sort of stared at us. Mm-hmm. They stopped too. And, that was a little uh, awkward. Yeah, and they just there, there was a sense of like. Mm. They, yeah, they were like. I want to talk about publishing mm, with these guys. I, I can't but. believe I saw these guys on a random beach in Destin. Yeah. I just didn't know that they descended to this. So well, and you, you, know. you, you yeah. get used to that. You know, You're, I haven't gotten used to it yet. It still feels like I'm, I'm still kind of in awe of what, you spend what enough we years do to in people. this business, yeah. and um, you you become a little numb to all of it. And, um, and how do we how do we how do we bring back like, the gravitas? I just want of to feel the lifestyle that we you know. <laughs> you know, you know what would help. Hmm. Is to take that beautiful Nissan, <laughs> that beautiful Nissan Trogues, and just get out on the back roads and just. How should we make that happen? Yeah, I mean, we can walk down and get in. You know, that's just uh, drive up the beach, yeah, do a little right. off roading. That's right. That's, that's right. what that car was made for. Let's feel young again. You know, that car was made to be driven hard. Um, pipe. We have radio to do. We have. Uh, we've sorry, gotten off track. Looking at Twitter. Yeah, that happens. <clears throat> hey, no, no regrets. I was reading my mentions. Really? Anything anything good? No. People are asking me about free agent signings in the NFL, and if we get derailed on that, this is going to be a happy rant sports sports episode, which runs. I'm eating my donut. Go ahead. How about it? Anything new, Pipe? Anything uh, noteworthy? Oh, just people being signed away from the Vikings who I'm not not terribly sorry to see go. Yeah. Sorry. Every time. Well, normally what we do in these episodes is I pose a question and uh, and then we spend somewhere between 8 and 15 minutes answering it. and given our, our luxurious context and the purpose for which we are here, the question ahead mm. of us is, so how are we writing this Happy Rant book that we have gathered together, mm. yeah. brought our presence Methodology. to Methodology. process conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is... Pe- I, people love to discuss writing process. What's your writing Absolutely. process? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Words on page. So uh, what is our writing process for the Happy Rant book? Get in a free condo. Ensconce me in wicker. And uh, not to and be confused with liquor, listeners. Yeah, he no, no, no. He didn't wicker. stutter. No speech yeah. impediment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know that I have a process. I think I just do it whenever there's time, and it gets done. How did we? How oh, did yeah, we? The process, process. Okay, though. how yeah. did we go from like we were approached by a publisher, yeah. Harvest House, and they were like, "Hey, we think a happy book would be great," and we were like, "Great, what does that look like?" And they were like, "You tell us." What? Mm. Then what? A lot of power the, at this stage. I think the big deal was how do we translate what we do on the pod to the written page? So mm-hmm. I think for us, it was just so our listeners know. So the book is going to read kind of like the pod. So Big T, not to give away too much, but you kind of set you kind of set up some of the chapters with some content. All of all of the chapters. And, and by some of them, we, set, we mean all of them. Yeah. And we kind of my part come, was done three months ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we come in He's and we hang out. Yeah. And we filter in a bunch of like dialogue that kind of speaks in to the topic and kind of rabbits out in a bunch of unique. It's ways. fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun. fun. It's light. It goes deep though. Yeah. It does. So it just yeah. kind of it kind of covers all the bases. Yeah. No, and I'm, so we just are responding to each other throughout yeah. the course of a chapter. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's really intuitive writing. It is. Yeah. It's, it's fun. conversational writing. Is that a good way to yeah, put it? Yeah, it's conversational writing, the likes of which, and you guys will have to tell me, at least in our space, I don't know that this type of thing has been done before. I don't no, know that it has. It, it seems to me that in in like the, the Christian nonfiction space, mm. almost everything is uh, is like carefully outlined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, I mean, that's like the premise of getting a book deal. They yeah, want right. to see the flow of this. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, they were like, can you send us a sample chapter so we can kind Good of point. see what you're doing? I, yeah, they we, were cool. They were fun. Our outlining process consisted of, I don't know, what do you want to write on? Yeah. And that's that was the, that was the whole of it. A core value of the program is no show prep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really uh, kind of bled over into our process. That was for sure too. part of the process of writing the book, yeah. which is let it be... From the heart, intuitive, off yeah. the cuff. And fun. And, and fun. fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. If you guys, if, if it had been a situation where we chopped up the chapters and we were like, all right, Ronnie's going to take chapters, you know, one, three, five. Ted's going to take two, four, six. That would I'm be a disaster. Take, you know, that would have been a disaster. Yeah. And then yeah. it just would have been like all of us could have done it and it would have been an absolute drag and boring. Yeah. Whereas when Ted starts and we have no idea where he's going when he starts a chapter on famous pastors or mm-hmm. conference shenanigans or whatever and yeah. he riffs on it and it starts with some version of like hey i have a question or hey i had this mm-hmm. crazy experience or hey i had a funny story with my kids mm-hmm. and it just yeah every the possibilities chapter. are endless yeah man. so it's open-ended too so yeah it's a good time it's it can really be so sometimes these these chapters also end in a they always end in a unique place right yeah. something we weren't anticipating it sticks with the theme but it also kind of shoots out in a bunch of interesting ways yeah. so yeah. it really is which um, yeah yeah and and it's which doesn't do the the kind of trope of like a buttoned up. Here are the three things you need to know about this. Or here's my conclusion yeah. on this. Sometimes there's not a conclusion. Sometimes it's just like, well, that's what we've got. You know, there's sort yeah. of an observation on it. Yeah, that's good. Some chapters are uh, much funnier than others. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of them are much more heartfelt. Like you know, yeah. there's just there's some things mm-hmm. it's harder to be funny about. Sure. And some things it's it's harder yeah, to be I serious think, about. I think basically. it's tasteful, right? The way I would describe it is, if we were to rewrite the book starting today, it would be a completely different book. Because yeah. that's the nature of it. It would yeah. be completely different. It's true. You know. So we should do a volume two. So right? when we do yeah. when we do a volume, volume two. two. After this sells yeah. tens of copies, you know, and yeah. we get we get the big offer. Yeah, yeah. well, you know. What uh how we just sigh after uh, uh, Okay, we're done. And to be fair, you guys spent all day ripping on yourselves for all the books you didn't sell. So um yeah. you're not it's in a, a great headspace. It's our way of dealing with the pain. It is. You <laughs> know. Yeah. Yeah. My way of dealing with that pain is to not acknowledge that it exists. Yeah. There so, you go. I'm gonna suppress we that. all deal differently. <clears throat> we do. Yeah. Um how did we uh how did we come to the topics that we So right now we have I think 13 or 14 chapters. Yeah. We're not going to list them all. Something has to remain for the yeah, for the surprise some, some mystery out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. what uh what, what did we do? You know, how can, how did we get to those 13 or 14 topics? A lot of things we normally talk about on the program. So kind mm-hmm. of, uh, pastoral celebrity and, and conferences and yeah. That um, was the first part of the process was just like yeah. collecting topic yeah. ideas. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you and made a list pipe. And what, we, and we just we, kept throwing stuff we out ruled, there. We ruled out anything that was like, by the time this comes out, nobody's going to know what that is. Yeah. Sure. We didn't so want to be, to be everything has, thing. yeah, everything has yeah. the potential of dating a little bit. Cause everything dates. If you're talking more about pop culture stuff, but mm-hmm. I think it was our idea to try to say, let's, let's like, let's lean into some of the heavier truths that, that kind of inform it rather than it just being about <laughs> the thing. Yeah. So that maybe you could read it a few years from now and it still hits. Yeah. Right. It's not just yeah. about everything yeah, going I, on today. Right. I don't think there's anything that we've put in there that is going to be That's like trendy t- time yeah. stamped out, right. you know? So, you know, we're writing this in the, the spring of 2021 yeah. and it's not going to release until like late 2021, early 2022. I don't remember when I don't read contracts. Um, mm. Everything should still be relevant. You know, like when we talk about political engagement, it's not like America's yeah. going to solve its political situation <clears throat> and Christians are not going to be just perfect at it. Yeah, come yeah. 10 months from now, you know, we write about yeah. money. Yeah. People are still going to be, you know, 
dogging on rich people yeah. and jealous of them at the same time. Yeah, so. they're wide topics, right? There's, there's like a width. <laughs> We're going to have a whole lot more money to the top. <laughs> and people will be jealous of us. That's true. So maybe maybe we need to add to that chapter. Yeah, what, I'm jealous of you. The shoe will be on the other foot. Maybe we should add some, make add a uh, the kind of an appendices to that chapter on the anticipation of what it will be like to handle other people's jealousy. Oh. That's it. Oh. Yeah. What, talking, what's it like to refilled, what's yeah. it like to be on the top of that mountain? Oof. I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm gonna ride it out here in the condo. You know. Yeah, maybe we can just buy this condo. Yeah. You know. know. No, that would be something. It would. Maybe we each buy our own condo. <laughs> Neighbors. As much as I love you boys. Yeah. <laughs> privacy. A little privacy is the privacy. The British like to say. Yeah. All right. Last last uh, sub question to our to this uh, this episode is: Do you have a favorite topic, chapter, or like little segment that you've yeah. either read or written. So you could be looking at like pimp somebody else's stuff and be like, man, I wrote this part and I just killed it. I thought it was oh, awesome. Dude. I think, if I only could remember, I enjoyed your chapter on politics. Mm. And it, we were all in the chapter, but I liked your stuff in there. I, I liked our stuff about... To be clear, your is mine and our is Ted and Ronnie's. Yeah, radio, not television. Can't, my bad. Pointing um, doesn't work great. Yeah, I know it. Boy. Um... Limitations it's to like the you've media. Never done this before. Yeah, yeah, I know it. It's like I'm not <laughs> like, a radio. How pro. does this work? You know, I enjoyed our mine and Big R's um, movie chapter. The thing about like some grittiness in movies. I yeah, thought yeah. that that was mm. kind of a nice one. So, mm. you know, yeah, I haven't dug fun. into that one yet. I'm. Yeah. This, we did that today. That was today. We did. Yeah, just yeah. fresh. Today. That's that's what's fun about this podcast is that we're like halfway through, and so there's stuff that's very fresh in the mind, and then other stuff that we haven't. Like yeah. I haven't even read the stuff that you guys have written in yeah. full about uh, about movies. So yeah. I get to jump in and respond to that maybe shortly after we record. For sure. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be good. I you know. I think what makes it good is the fact that there is no predictability about it. Absolutely. Like if I know how Ted writes, I know how Ronnie writes, but this is not like reading anything that you guys have written before in the yeah. sense that you're not writing 40,000 words on anything. In that, it's much like the show. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it is. And I think that's a really good thing to bring out, Pipe, because I think for us, like if we're trying to write things of a more like spiritual nature, you know, things have to be tight and they have to be yeah. well said. And things that I think are tight and well said in the way we're doing this, but we have that freedom that you don't typically have mm-hmm. when you're writing on a particular topic that's informed by scripture and you're unpacking all that. Like this is way more loose. Yeah. And when I say loose, it doesn't mean sloppy. It just means we have the freedom to kind of say whatever we want about exactly. a particular topic. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's fun because we're mm-hmm. probably like in what other context are we going to be able to do this other than the part? Like we're never going to get to write like this really for yeah. the most part. Yeah. You just don't do that, right? For sure. Or maybe we should do that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. But I don't know. Funny writing is like it's an interesting thing to, to call that out because somebody could just go, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's not yeah. that funny to me. For sure. But like I think more it's like the – it's more the spirit behind it. Yeah. Which is like, hey, we're just trying to look at all these different humorous angles. So we're trying to look at the ridiculousness of things. Yeah. Try to put that on paper. I, we should probably try to do that more in other aspects of our lives too. But it's – that's not always received so well. you know. But in yeah. this context – that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I Absolutely. think I think the this feels like the one assignment you ever get in school that you're like, that's the assignment that I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Yeah, almost yeah, every yeah. other book mm-hmm. assignment is like, this is a long paper. Yeah, yeah, and I can do it well, and there's value in it, whatever. But like, sure. it feels a little bit like homework. This does not feel like homework. This yeah. feels like. Yeah. This is the one assignment that it's like, hey, you get to work with your friends yeah. on a thing that all of you enjoy doing, and you get to do it however you want. Ready, Absolutely. go. Absolutely. 100%. I think this will come off as like one of the – this will probably come off for us at least up to this point is like 
there was you can sense the joy in the project. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, like this was a joy to write. I mean, we're probably halfway, a little over halfway through. Like there, you can just feel you can feel the the joy that comes through because it's That's just right. it's just writing from the heart without being so careful. Yeah, which is kind of fun. It is fun, much like this program, boys. Mm. About 15 minutes of fun. Extra fun. <clears throat> extra fun. About 15 minutes of fame. For our extra special people. Yeah, that's right. Uh, boys, we've done what we always do. In that uh, we've wandered to and fro throughout uh, our own book. And until next time. Hey, and welcome to the Happy Rent Patreon episode. Uh, I am Barnabas Piper here with Ronnie Martin. Ted is... Um, I don't really know what Ted's up to because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, I know. To Vegas, them. baby, Vegas. Yeah, That's where Vegas, is. baby. Yeah. Yeah, so our poor sure. little our poor little baby boy is growing up in Vegas right now. Yeah, who so. knows what he's up to? I hope uh, I hope it's nothing that you know gets him canceled or disqualifies him from doing this podcast or something. like I know because we might have to. Can- I mean, I don't know. You know, we can talk about cancel culture, but we may have to cancel our own host pipe. Yeah. What yeah. would it take for Ted to be canceled? Like, what what would you have to find out that he did in Vegas? Oh man, I I mean, I, there's the obvious I mean, like yeah, there's the obvious like gruesome stuff that would just be like he might cancel himself, you know, after something like that. But um, I man, I don't know. That's a great. Like, if quest. you just found he spent a full day at a slot machine, would we have to cancel him, or would like how would we feel about that? I mean, just cancel him for like stupidity. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly. Some, yeah, like that's you know, so dumb. That we're going to just like say, take a break for like, take a four week break. Yeah. He's, he, he's uh, suspended without pay is what that is. It's not, exactly. it's not canceled. We'll okay. Probably see our numbers plummet, but that, you know, we have to have integrity on the pod. Pipe, yeah. That we're nothing if not full of integrity and Correct. high standards. Correct. All right. So as we always do on these Patreon episodes, I have come with one question which we will then riff about for somewhere between four and 14 minutes. And uh, and we'll see where we land. So the question yeah. today, Ronnie, is what is the best piece of writing advice you've ever been given? Oh, man. Or Dude, you know how bad I am on the spot. With right. This? The so this one? is why I always have a backup version of the question. What is helpful writing advice you have received? So something that's actually kind of changed the course of your writing or been something that when you're writing, it kind of spins in your head. Um, I have to pose the question as an absolute because it makes a better episode title, but we can kind of take this wherever you want. So something oh, yeah, that totally. when, something that you you kind of hold on to and you're like, this this helps shape and direct me as I write. Okay, so actually this is rare for me, but two things came to mind with this when you asked. Yeah, the question. that is rare. Normally you're like, hey Ted, why don't you take this one? Well, it's always like, hey, tell me like your tell me your favorite song, and I'm like, what? Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to do that, you know, Um, but uh, it's uh, so two things come to mind. I think the first one is this is pretty basic to writing, which is um, and when I first started trying to write some like fiction and some novel stuff and I got some, you know, I got some, you know, feedback, Um, the feedback I got, but I think it applies to all writing is show, don't tell. And Uh um, I think that. I think that really stuck with me because it made sense to me. And so I even, man, I apply that even with like writing sermons, you know, which are high, which are very high on the tell on the telly, you know? Um, But I always think that's such a good practice to show, not tell. And what that means is that you're being far more descriptive. Um, You're trying to sort of engage the heart a lot more. 
and you're not just trying to give like facts and pronouncements and, um, you know, and hard, cold information, you know, but it's yeah. as, so for a sermon, it would be it would be almost like preaching more transformatively than in, informatively, if that's a word. And um, and so that one has really helped me. So, again, looking down at what you're saying and going, man, you, all you did was communicate a bunch of information, but you didn't create like a picture or a world for anybody. And again, that that sounds grandiose, but you can just you can pare that down to the tiniest thing, you know, and when you when you read the really, really good writers, you know, and we're thinking about people that have mastered the craft like a Stephen King or a Charles Dickens or, you know, these classic guys in our age and in prior ages. Man, to be fair, D- Dickens Dickens did a lot of telling because he got paid by the word. So he <laughs> he would take 11 pages to describe a lamppost. So he's but, he's, but he is describing. Yes, he is describing. He is, yeah. He's painting a picture. And what and I remember having a so I remember having a conversation about this with one of the profs at Ashland University uh, who used to go to our church, lived here and went to our church. And he was a writer. And um, and he said one of the things you notice about the early, you know, like the older writers that wrote some of the classic fiction 100, 200 years ago is they were far more showy than telly. And he said, we're in kind of an age now where people have flipped that and they tell more than they show. And I, again, that makes me think about the age that we live in. And again, back then they, they sort of had to be, they had to use their imagination more than we mm-hmm. feel like we need to use ours. And so that, that really stuck out to me. So I kind of, I kind of view my writing now as being, man, are you telling or are you showing? And I think, um, somebody who's really good at that within our circle is Ted. I think he's a real good, I think he shows a lot when he writes more than he tells and he has a particular style and how he does that, of course. Um, but he does a really good job at that. So yeah, that was the first thing that really stuck, stuck out to me. Yeah, that's good because it's, uh, the, the word that comes to mind when I think of somebody, people who do that well is the idea of evoking instead of, that's a good word. Yeah. Like if, if you're writing Christian nonfiction, which you and me and Ted have all done our fair share of, um, it, the easiest thing to do is just sort of use the word is over and over again. You know, sin is bad. God is good, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and that's all true and it's boring. And yeah. so, but the evoking is the kind of thing where you make people feel what you're trying to do. And so Ted's good at it. Cause he, he uses stories so well where he starts in a place and you don't really know where he's going. And then by the end, you, you, you have gathered his point and whatever, since he was trying to evoke of truth, yeah. of reality, of beauty, of whatever. Yeah, I I tend to be a get to the point guy, which means that right. the evoking is can be a challenge because it takes it takes time and energy. But but even just analogies are helpful, similes, those kinds of oh, things. Totally, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, if I you think, say something um, is yeah. like something, that's better than something is something. You know, yeah, you're you're describing it right off the bat. You're what you're doing is you just created a picture for somebody yeah. to imagine in their head. And I think I think Ted is is good uh, at that. And I think you know it's so funny you mentioned like sermons too because one of the like. Something that me and Big M will say if we're if we're listening to another preacher or at somebody else's church, one of the first things we say is if the sermon is good, we describe it as man, it really likes stirring our hearts. Yes. And if the sermon was was fine, it was it was it was okay. There's nothing heretical or, or off about it. We'll simply say that it was true. And when yeah. we call a sermon true, what we're saying was it just lacked a lot of life. It felt more like a lecture. It was true. Um, but it did nothing to like sort of stir our affections yeah. like whatsoever. 
Yeah. And, and in, and in writing, that's really important because it, because there's nothing easier than putting down a book. Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, if if you, if you want people to get through something you write, you better make it interesting (laughs) and and, and attached to feelings because just, yeah, a list of truths is, I want you to tweet that. I want you to tweet your own quote and say, there's nothing easier than putting down a book unless you rip that off of somebody. No, I don't think I ripped it off. I mean, I have a bad memory, so maybe I'm accidentally plagiarizing. Um, that's a good piece of writing advice. Don't plagiarize. The Um, only plagiarism that's acceptable is the accidental stuff, which is what we all do all day, you know? So, yeah, it was, it was funny. I did tweet a few weeks ago, a quote from Ray Ortland senior that, so Ray jr founding pastor of my church, he quoted his dad in a document we were using in an elders meeting. I thought this is a great quote. So I quote it. Then somebody else sent me a screenshot of Jared C. Wilson using the exact same quote without attribution. Uh, And, and so, and he didn't accuse Jared of anything. He was just sort of like the little eyebrow raise emoji. And I realized this is, it was one of the sentences like what a leader is the church will inevitably become kind of thing. And I'm like, that's probably something a thousand wise pastors have said. And Jared heard it somewhere and used it. And it was, you know, yeah, Yeah. the accidental plagiarism thing is real. Um, I'm trying to think of of a best piece of writing advice. The, I think to sum up, so you got Stephen King who loved the phrase, kill your darlings. Oh yeah. Um, You've got Stephen Pressfield, whose little book, Do the Work, is a great one for anybody who wants to get started writing. But he talks about how he outlines every single one of his novels on a single legal sheet of paper. So what is that? Eight and a half by 14. So just and not, you know, just so that he knows the arc of where he's going kind of thing. And and so the the two things that I that kind of sum up is order your thoughts and be concise. Yeah. Um, So I hate outlining. It is it is the work of writing that I abhor the most. But the better I've gotten at it, I think the better my books have gotten because it avoids redundancy. It turns a 220 page book into a 160 page book, which is better for everybody. Yeah, you know, writers, editors, readers, maybe not sales, apparently, but whatever. Um, And it helps you write it, too. Yeah. I mean, it really it helps you. It it makes it easier even to write. Yeah. Nothing has helped me get through writer's block like an outline because you look at it and you're like, well, that's where I have to go next. So here we go. And there's just sort of a there's a destination in mind for like the next mile marker. And then the concise thing is just if you can say something in six words instead of 14, do it now occasionally that is at odds with the evoking side of things because you can say God is good or you can use half a page to to relay an account of an experience of God's goodness. But again, there's so there's there's a there's a weight of your words there also. But yeah, in most sure. sort of non nonfiction Christian writing, there's a lot of times when you you know, you made your point. Just just land it. You don't need to keep going on it or circling back to it. So here's here's another thing. I, I remember hearing a piece of preaching advice from like a classic old, you know, he's probably, he's probably dead now guy who was like, you tell them what you're going to tell them, then you tell them, then you tell them what you told them. And that's sort of the preaching, which is, which is not a bad model for preaching. Here's yeah. where I'm going. Now we're going to go there and now we're going to sum it up, which yes. works really well because we need repetition when we listen. Yeah. It's, it's terrible writing advice. Yeah, because that's, I think that's a really great point. Yeah. All you need to do in writing is tell them. 
You don't need to tell them where you're going. You don't need to tell them where you've been. You just tell them what you're what you're here to talk about. And if they need to reread, they can. That's the cool thing about words on a page. There doesn't need to be recaps. You just yeah, and that's just land it. And that is a that is like a that's a qualitative difference between you know you know oration and writing, right? It's like you you do have to speak. You're like repeating while you're speaking is something that actually helps people. Um, obviously can be overdone. And I think bad speakers and communicators repeat too much. And I think yeah. bad speakers and communicators don't repeat enough. So there is a sweet spot with that. Yeah. And there's also like just knowing, man, is this, does this need to be repeated? Is this something that I just need to say once or maybe say it twice, but say it the second time in a different way? I mean, there's no, there's, there's probably some standardized rules for that, but people probably go with their gut a little bit I, more on that, but totally different than writing hundred percent. Yeah. And I think in writing, you have to think of it like links in a chain where, you, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to build this thing, they, they have to the ideas have to connect. But, you know, they don't need to overlap that much. They just yeah, need to connect. So you kind of you kind of harken back to a previous idea. Yeah. You know, in chapter four, we said this. Well, this builds off of that. You don't need to recap chapter four in chapter seven or eight or whatever. So one one last spinoff question from this. What's something you've read recently that you've really enjoyed? It's always fun to give recommendations. Yeah. So I really like this guy um, named Gregory Maguire. He wrote Wicked and he wrote a bunch of other books. And what he does is he takes, if you're not familiar with Wicked or Wicked was like kind of the, the big pop commercial book that that kind of puts you off of him. He's um, He just takes these old kind of fairy tales and he reimagines them and he actually gives you kind of the backstory and he just basically makes something up about them. And he writes in such an interesting and creative way, like the way he forms sentences. He's one of those kinds of writers that uses words that I don't know what those words are. Like the first time I've ever heard those words. And he does it in a way that, yeah, I know it's really interesting. And, and that could be slightly annoying, except for he structures it in such a way that you kind of know, you kind of know what the word means by the way he structures it. So he's not trying to just be clever for the sake of being clever, but it's almost like a style and a form and a way of writing that, well, there's that word. It evokes something from, you know, the way maybe somebody would have written 200 years ago, yeah. but yet he kind of still, it's modern though at the same time. So he's, he's not trying to use like old English. He's just he's kind of writing the way you might write today if you time travel back to like you yeah. know 1795 and you're using you're you're looking at things through a particularly different like lens and prism which again writers back then they did they they didn't have the same they weren't writing from the same vantage point that we are today and he seems like a guy that stuck a couple of centuries ago but had had spent time in this decade and then like writes about these old fables and um, I haven't read everything he's done, but the few books I've written have been amazing. And um, so I just read this book called Hidden Sea, which is taking the story of the origin of the Nutcracker, which I, I didn't know. There's an old German fable about the Nutcracker being like an actual like person. And he kind of took that, which I didn't know about, huh. and he sort of reimagined it. And it just sounds like, oh, my gosh, this is just some like children's fairy tale C.S. Lewis thing. It's like it's not. It's super adult oriented in the sense that it's man, you'd have to be a certain age to grasp some of the writing, but it's just super compelling and kind of whimsical, but also kind of gets down and kind of, you know, it, it's, it's, he keeps it really kind of real and raw in places yeah. too. So super interesting. Um, love Gregory Maguire. There's my, there's my promo. Very, yeah. I, I've, I've read wicked and, and did not enjoy it. Not because of his writing, just because mm -hmm. I, I just found it to be a bit of a slog as a story. 
So yeah, yeah, I, 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 he's he's uh. probably worth exploring. Uh, otherwise, um, I'm just finishing up a book called Pappy Land, which mm. is it's kind of it's. I thought it was going to be a book about the history of um, the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon line. And it kind of is, but what it really is, is like a, a family memoir. So mm. it's written by a guy named Wright Thompson, who is, he's probably the best long form uh, journalist I've read in terms of like biographical pieces. So he profiled like Tiger Woods and, oh, wow. uh, you know, just all these different, all these different pieces he's done for ESPN and others. And he's, he's just a, he, and he has like a Southern storyteller writing style in terms of the, his turn of phrase and everything. So he's, he's absolutely brilliant. So he, and he writes at the beginning of the book, like he's like, I thought I was going to write about this family and their history. And what it turned into is like a merger of my family and their family stories in terms of family history, family brokenness, suffering. And like, so this bourbon thing is sort of the thing that brought them together. And that's a hmm. bit of a metaphor. So it's really hard to describe, but it's the kind of book that only works if the writer is one of the top, maybe 1% of writers in the world. Oh, wow. And I think, because that's how memoirs are. Like a bad memoir is the worst book. A good memoir is really rare and is an absolute treasure. And it's one of those. Like I, you, you, for example, don't care at all about bourbon. I think you would love this book for the family and for the history and for the, just the sheer writing quality. You'd at least least appreciate it. So, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to love the thing to, I love reading about stuff that I have no interest in and actually forms an interest in it. So I, I kind of dig that, you know? Yeah. So it's, it caught me totally off guard in a, in a great way, which is one of my favorite things about books when, when that happens. So yeah, it's uh it's one that I'm just wrapping up now and I'm, I'm going to be a little sad when it's over because that's how good it is. Oh dude, those are the best books. It's called yes. Pappy Land. Pappy Land just one word. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I, I strongly endorse it to anybody who loves great writing and well, dude, I am. Family a, I'm actually. I'm clicking on it right now. I'm. I'm checking it out. So you. You. You got me. I sold you. Got you. Me in, man. That's what we're here to do. Sell. 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 So. And I also. Um. On that, let me add one more bonus. Is I just. I literally before we started the pod uh, this morning, I just got in the new uh, Eugene Peterson bio by Wynn Collier. Yes. Um. So I'm looking. I have no idea. Um. I've read. I read a good review and a mediocre review of it so far. Um, so uh, were you able to tell the veracity of those reviews by who wrote them? Like, Oh, they're from that camp. So they're, of course they're going to think this. Well, no, well, no, no. So these both seem like they were from similar camps. Like, like we love Peterson camps. One was just critical of the way it was written and just saying, Hey, I just, I, it's not that I hate it. I just think that like the writing of it, like maybe that maybe the, the, the author wasn't pulling from you know, his life and story, the things that this particular guy wanted to like, he wanted to hear more about things that were never discussed. Yeah. And, um, so it was, it was more of just that, but certainly it wasn't like a bad review. It was just like, ah, man, I so wished it would have been more like this instead of, of this. Um, so I, you know, bios are funny, right? Because it's like, I read bios and I can finish a bio and go, I, I thought it was great, but I certainly would have liked more information on this, this, and that, you know what I mean? 
And they, you know, you, you can't get everything on it. That's why like a lot of guys have more than one bio and you can if right. you're really interested in somebody. You can read multitude of bios, you know, but yeah. And yeah, every, every single bio has an aspect of somebody's life you'd like to hear more about. And I usually dislike bios because the stuff that gets uh, emphasized is the stuff that I'm not that interested in. I like, I like sort of the quirky behind the scenes stuff. And most bios are like, he accomplished this, this, and this, or he was, you yeah, know, that kind of, I'm like, nah, whatever, I don't care. It's more the stuff you already like know about. Fight with his brother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I already I know that he. I already know that he wrote the message, and although that is really interesting, I've but I've already read in his own writing like how some of that stuff happened. So right. yeah, I'm with you. Like tell us, tell us the stuff we don't know. You know. But yeah, anyway. I I like yeah I like the the sort of the snapshot bios or like, so like what, um, why am I David McCullough, like with 1776, where he just takes like a window of time. And he's like, these are the things during this time that were of significance because then it's the limited scope really helps. A biography of somebody's life is usually way more than I want to know and not enough of the uh-huh. stuff I'm interested in. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I need to find probably some I kind of don't, I kind of like to read, but I kind of like to just kind of go through bios, not quickly, but like, without a lot of interruptions. So I, I yeah. just need, I need to find a time to kind of sit down with it and have a couple of days to, to do it. But, uh, but yeah, so that's the, that's the, that's something new that just came in. So sweet. All right. Well, we've done what we always do on these Patreon episodes and we've wandered to and fro through a single question with a whole bunch of rabbit trails attached to it. So listeners, thank you. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.